0: Good tidings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Good Tidings radio broadcast. I am your radio pastor and Bible teacher, Dr. David Pinkerton, accompanied today by my wife, Dorinda. And here we are on the 9th of December, the 9th of December. I hope things are going good for you. We're praying for you. And we ask that you pray for us. And we're thankful that you're tuned in and listening. Grab your Bibles today because we're going to go right back into another Christmas message. We pray that the message last week of the angels was a blessing to you and about how significant their role and impact was in the virgin birth of Christ and the story of Jesus Christ's miraculous birth. So today I want to talk to you. I mentioned last week about one of my favorite verses uh, in all of the book of Isaiah. And that is a a prophecy of Jesus Christ being virgin born. It's one of my favorite verses. There's so much in it. So grab your Bible. Go to the Old Testament book of Isaiah chapter number nine, Isaiah chapter number nine. And we're going to look at that very familiar passage of Scripture in verse number six. Isaiah chapter number nine and verse number six. I will say at the onset here that if you'd like to correspond with me, you can email me at Dr. Dave, that's drdave, that's D-R-D-A-V-E-1-3 at gmail.com or get a hold of Will here at the station. He'll be glad to get you uh, cooked up with us. And we're grateful that you listen and thankful that you're uh doing all to to just celebrate the virgin birth of Jesus and we want you to to pray for and support WXAN radio and this wonderful ministry here okay we appreciate Danny Leanne Will Melody Ron the whole group they're just so good to us and Doreen and I are grateful to God for to be a in a very small part of this so here at WXAN with the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast. So, let's get started this morning here again on the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast, Isaiah chapter number 9 and verse number 6. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. We mentioned it again last week. I'm going to mention it again. There are so many Themes and sermons and messages and lessons that can be taught around the Christmas story. And in Isaiah chapter 9, 750 years before Jesus was born, it was prophesied that he was going to be born. And there are titles here given to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now think about this. All family names have their origin in something. Somehow back in the olden days, and most of the time, Family origins and family names have some kind of meaning. Well, it's no different with Bible. All Bible names have a meaning. Do you know there are 256 names given to Jesus? He was infinitely more than any name could ever express. He has many more names than anyone who's ever walked on this terrestrial ball. And I think that One of the most beautiful names given to him is right here in our text. His name shall be called Wonderful. Let's look and see if he is true to that name. Think about this. 750 years before he was virgin born, prophesied to be born in Bethlehem, that small little sleepy town six miles south of Jerusalem in the Holy Land. Wonderful was the title prophesied by Isaiah, the old prophet of God. Wonderful is is the meaning of something that is transcendently above the common. Wonderful, that is something way above the ordinary. Wonderful, that is something in a class all by itself. Suppose this, the Yellowstone Park, Niagara Falls, the Grand Canyon, uh, the Statue of David, the Taj Mahal, all these places are revered by many, many millions of people that have seen them. And they're considered wonderful, without a doubt. What David did when he killed Goliath was considered wonderful. When God parted the Red Sea for the children of Israel to walk over on dry ground, that was wonderful. The sun standing still for jo- uh, for Joshua was also wonderful. But Jesus Christ is called now. His name shall be called Wonderful. So first of all, think about this. Jesus' name is wonderful because of his birth two thousand years ago a star poised above a lowly manger in bethlehem the shepherds watched their flocks on the plains rome then they were the rulers of the world italy spain and greece held the human culture of the then known world france and england they were barbarian and america was nothing but an unknown wilderness at that time when christ was born His birth was greeted by angels singing glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Today, Rome is a memory, while the manger of Bethlehem is exalted in the thoughts and the affections of the entire world, far above the lofty place once held by the occupants of the thrones of the Caesars. The birth, character, and life of Jesus Christ were all wonderful. His birth was wonderful. No, uh, no other ever had occurred like it or has occurred like it since, a virgin birth. He had only one human parent, and that was Mary. He did not inherit a sinful nature. Had Joseph been his biological father, he would have inherited the sin nature like me and you did. But he didn't. God overshadowed the Virgin Mary, and God placed inside her womb God the Son, Jesus Christ, So there was no human blood ever imparted unto Jesus. The false religions of the day argue that Jesus was a good person, but he wasn't deity. Folks, he was deity because he was virgin born. No one has ever been virgin born but Jesus Christ. God placed God inside the womb of the virgin. Jesus Christ inherited no sinful nature. He came to us as the prince of princesses and the kings of kings. The birth of Christ was not looked forward to with glad expectation. There was no room for him and his parents in the inn. He was born in a manger, yet the angels proclaimed his birth with joy and aroused the sleeping shepherds who guarded their flocks. Think about this. Mark, he talked about all the pomp and the glory of the upper world. But folks, think about this. Heaven was expressed in Bethlehem in that manger that night when the angels proclaimed Jesus' virgin birth. Suppose this, that a lowly young lady, a virgin young lady, was greeted by the angel and told she was going to have a, a son. And then they told Joseph what he was going to be named. Joseph was troubled. You know the story about Joseph and Mary. But God chose her as a vessel to bring Jesus to the world. Jesus is God Because of his virgin birth, he's the only God that ever started a religion, that lived a sinless life, that was buried, that died sacrificially, vicariously on the cross, shed his blood in our place, was buried in the tomb, and then holy and gratefully and powerfully resurrected the third day, according to the scriptures, for our justification. And it was because of the virgin birth of Jesus. If the devil can get you to take the blood out of the Bible, take the blood out of the hymn books, if he can get you to take that sinless blood of Christ out of salvation and try to make it about works, and about, uh, about good works, or about baptism, or about communion, or about some kind of other distraction, then he will mislead millions and millions and millions of people into a Christless hell. Because religion sends people to hell. Having faith in Jesus a Savior saves you, gives you the second birth, and takes you to heaven. Amen. And it's all because of his virgin birth. Amen. Christmas is about the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. Remember what was said. Thou shalt name his call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Jesus is wonderful because of his virgin birth he's also wonderful because of his character his character was wonderful no other ever approached it in complete perfection he was sinless it was wonderful that the greatest character of all human history came from such obscurity and became the most famous it was wonderful that at such a time and in a such a country such a people could produce Jesus Christ folks I'm going to say it again today Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. God will bless you if you do. They're being attacked by Satan and his imps called Hamas and the evil workers of the Arab world. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But God brought God into this world in the state of Israel, in the city of Bethlehem. It was a holy and a wonderful place. Think when a famous man was asked what impressed him most during his trip to the Holy Land. He immediately replied, Nazareth, for such a people could not have produced Jesus except he be deity. And he was deity and he is deity. He is God. Amen. The life was wonderful. His life was sinless. It was, it was useful. Folks, his enemies hated him. And they, they called him everything, that he was born out of wedlock and called Joseph names. And Joseph took reproach because of Mary. And Mary took reproach and shame. But God chose them to bring Jesus into the world. His name is wonderful because of his character. His character, again, was sinless. Jesus is sinless. Listen, I'm stressing that today because you must understand He is sinless. If he was a sinner, he could not have died on the cross to pay for our sins. He who knew no sin, that's Jesus sinless became sin for us so that he might be the sinless sacrifice slain before the foundation of the world that Christ would pay for our sins. Listen closely again today to this Good Tidings preacher. The Good Tidings is you can be saved if you'll trust Him by faith as your Savior. You have no hope in a Pope. You have no hope in a pastor. You have no hope in the Baptist denomination or any other denomination. Your only hope... Of forgiveness of sins and your sin debt being paid is to put your faith and trust wholly completely and unreservedly in jesus christ and him alone for your salvation Amen. and that message is sent abroad to the entire world it's not just to some; it is to all for whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved christ died for the sins of the whole world he was sinless And that's why he could die for the sins of the whole world. The first miracle, folks, was performed that night when Mary gave birth to her only begotten son. God's only begotten son, her first begotten son. She went on and had children after Jesus, and she had them with Joseph. But Jesus' father is God the Father. So this teaching about his wonderful character is the fact that he was sinless. And he is sinless, and that's why we must make a lot about it. The sinless virgin birth of birth of Jesus Christ is a fundamental or an essential of the Christian faith. You cannot have Christianity if you deny the virgin birth of Jesus and his fact that he was deity. You cannot have Christianity. That's why we make much about his virgin birth. Yes. Christmas is a wonderful time, and it is about the virgin birth, folks. It truly is. But I want to say this because some people misunderstand us sometimes as Christians. We love Christmas. I love the baking and the ornaments and the trees and the festivities and all the celebrations that come along with Christmas. It's beautiful. But we should always let it draw us right back to the fact it's about the virgin birth of Jesus. And some people are, are very hateful and mean about the way they talk about Santa Claus or or things of that nature. And they, they, I'm afraid, harm children and stuff. Teach these beautiful children in Sunday school and in church about the virgin birth of Jesus, about Christmas, but also allow them to have fun. Yes, have your family devotions and teach about jesus Christ's virgin birth but make sure folks that you're very human in all that you do you're a spirit-filled human human christian and realize don't fight and fuss with people about the little traditions and things they like to do just express to them through a gospel tract or through an invitation to church or through a sermon or through a, a witness that the virgin birth of jesus is what this is all about and we like to have fun as well so folks celebrate this glorious time it is truly the most wonderful time of the year Amen. Jesus was wonderful because of his his name was wonderful because of his character the fact that he was sinless his name is wonderful because of his miraculous virgin birth but he's also wonderful thirdly because of his teachings the teachings of Jesus Christ his teachings were wonderful he left no colleges to propagate his own his own ideas he committed them to a few humble fishermen He never wrote a sermon. He never published a book. Yet Jesus ever said, everything that he ever said, folks, was engraven on stone and scrolled on brass. Yet his doctrines have endured for thousands through over 2,000 years and have gone gone to the ends of the earth. They've lifted individuals and nations out of degradation and have made the wilderness of sin to bloom like a paradise in the heart of the sinner who comes to the knowledge of the truth and tr- trusts Christ as Savior. Jesus looked at them and he said, <clears throat> if, you know, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, for I and my Father are one. Yes. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. Jesus began to teach when Rome ruled the world. Uh, Rome's legions were invincible over the entire world at that time. Rome's power, her armies, and her religion, they're all gone. The temple of Diana lies in ruins. Not one person can be found worshiping there. But Jesus... He fed 5,000 and he healed the wo- the woman who touched the hem of his garment. There wasn't a church, there wasn't a hospital, there wasn't an institution for the blind or an insane asylum, nor a poorhouse in those days. There was no red cross, there were no Christmas trees. Now, there are countless people who have believed upon Jesus Christ because of his teachings, of his... Sayings of his doctrines, and we believers are as countless as the sands of the seashore over the period of time. And people are still being saved today Amen. through faith in Jesus Christ and Him alone. Amen. His teachings, folks, confounded the wise. His teachings were received by the simple. His teachings are the most fabulous teachings that any scholar could ever come across in this world when jesus spoke he spoke with authority because he was authority he said i and my father are one before the world was jesus was jesus christ folks his teachings they still live on today and we have in our hand the holy bible the bible is the word of god It is inspired, impeccable, infallible. It is indestructible. It is inspired. It is the Word of God. And when we open the Word of God, it tells us about Jesus Christ. Because Jesus, in John chapter 1, is the Word. And the Word was God. And the Word was with God. Jesus Christ is the Word incarnate. So everything that you find in that Bible, Jesus is the epitome of. He spoke. These are his words in the Holy Scriptures. His teachings still go on. Because they're wonderful. They're wonderful and they're still changing lives today. Your life, friend, can be changed. Not by the philosophy of a religion. There are many people that have religion and are miserable. Your life can be changed by the power of the living Savior. The teachings of Jesus Christ. As he hung on the cross bearing our sins in his own body on the tree. The thief on the right looked at him and said to remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus looked at him and said, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. The thief took his faith and put it in Jesus Christ. And Jesus won a soul to himself as he was dying. Christians, we need to be winning souls to Jesus. Christmas time is a time when people seem to lighten up a little bit. They seem to kind of take a second breath. And they seem to hold a door open for someone in in society and have a courteous pleasantry. And there seems to be a little less of a burden upon human beings. People are more receptive to the gospel of Christ during the Christmas season, it appears, than most of the calendar year. So make sure you're sharing his message through a gospel tract, through an invitation to church, through a worship, through a Bible study, through a witness of Jesus. Because his teachings go on and on. The, the words of every philosopher, folks, have been put in books and then um, set on library shelves, and then they've been replaced. But you know what? The teachings of Jesus still live on and on and on. I love to quote Jesus. You've heard me say that many times. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. His teachings go on. You see, when we talk about Jesus, there's no comparison to his teachings. We've stood by him and seen what happened on the Mount of Transfiguration. We've gone with him to the temple when he drove out the money changers. We've walked beside him through the scriptures when we see his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. We've heard the mob cry a through the Scriptures away with Him. We've knelt with Him in the Garden of Gethsemane. We've stood weeping beside the cross of Christ through the Scriptures as we've read them. And we've seen what's happened, folks, to everyone that's ever opposed Christ. They've went away. They've went to a Christless hell. But everyone that's ever believed on Him is born again spiritually and divinely given a purpose in life because He created us fearfully and were wonderfully made. Jesus is wonderful in His teachings. Get back to reading the Holy Bible this Christmas season open up that Bible and read Matthew Mark Luke and John chapter one through the first few chapters and listen to his foretelling of John the Baptist listen to the Christmas story as it's looked at throughout all different perspectives of these these disciples Read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, chapter 1 and 2. Folks, do it during this Christmas season. Do a reading of it every day. Get back to the teachings of Jesus. That's where you're going to find them. They're found in the Holy Bible. Because God's Word is true. It's forever settled in heaven. It's powerful. It's priestly. It's pontifical. It's preserved for us in our English language in the King James Bible. You know that's what my preferred version is. You use something else. That's your, that's your business, and that's not a fallout with me. But I want you to know, get back to the teachings of Jesus. That's what we need to be sharing with people, because He changes lives. Amen. He's wonderful because His teachings He's wonderful because of His character, His sinless nature. He's wonderful, folks, because of His resurrection. He's wonderful because of His virgin birth. But with the time we got remaining this morning, He's wonderful because He has a salvation that's open to all the world. Folks, you've heard us preach about it so often. There is a false doctrine in the world among Christians, and it's called Calvinism. And it talks about predestination, that some are predestined to be saved, and some are predestined to be lost. But I will mark you in this Word of God, that it is a false doctrine. It has literally sent millions of souls to hell. It's caused Christians to become lazy and not witness in their faith and grow in their faith and share the love of jesus christ <clears throat> with so many as i'm turning in the scriptures today i'm thinking about isaiah here our text chapter in chapter nine and verse number six that his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father and the prince of peace jesus christ the son of god folks The Bible is about Christ. Christmas is about Christ. And we need to get back to looking into what Jesus, who he truly is. Yeah, he's the virgin-born son of God. He was a baby. He grew up, lived a sinless life. But folks, right now, He's the one who conquered death, hell, and the grave. He's coming back again as a ruler, as a judge. He's going to set up his 1,000-year millennial kingdom from Jerusalem, and he's going to rule and reign. And those who have opposed him and fought him are going to be subjected. They're going to bow their knee. The Bible says that every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You can be saved, but no one can force you. The Holy Spirit is drawing you now to faith in Jesus. He paid that sin debt. He died vicariously on that cross. He shed that blood for you. He was buried. He was resurrected. And now today, the Bible says in Romans 6 and 23, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Won't you accept that gift today? The only way that you can be forgiven of your sins is to have the blood of Jesus applied to you by taking Him as your personal Savior and trusting Him wholly and completely. Salvation is a gift to be received. With a gift, you can either receive it when someone offers it to you, as Dorinda and I are offering it to you now, or be rejected. Won't you receive the gift of eternal life today through putting your faith in Jesus Christ? No one will force you. Right now, the Spirit is speaking to you. He's drawing you. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, and we've been lifting here up through this entire message, I will draw all men unto me. He's drawing you to be saved today. You may be a church member, but lost. You may be a good person, but lost. You may be very charitable in your donations and still lost. You need to be born again through faith in Christ. Would you like to trust him as your savior right now, recognizing you're a sinner for all of sin and come short of the glory of God? There's none righteous, no, not one. There's not a holy man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Everyone needs a Savior. And Jesus came to express the love of God, born in Bethlehem's manger, to live live sinlessly, to die vicariously on the cross, be buried and resurrected. Now, trust Him as your Savior. Follow us in this simple prayer of faith if you would like to trust Him to be your personal Savior. Jesus, please forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I'm trusting you and you alone to be my personal Savior and take me to heaven. That's the greatest thing you can do is receive the gift of God, which is eternal life. If you've trusted him as Savior, now you've been born again spiritually. You need to tell your pastor. You need to tell someone. And folks, you've been born spiritually. Now you're a Christian. Now you can commune with God. Find a good Bible-preaching, soul-winning church and become part of it, and get active in it. Go to a good Bible study where they'll teach and preach the Bible without equivocation and without any kind of apologetics whatsoever. Folks, it's important. Jesus is coming again. It was prophesied He would come the first time, and He did. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. But He's coming again. His name shall be called Wonderful, and Jesus Christ is wonderful wonderful today you've been listening to the good tidings radio broadcast and i get the privilege and the honor of being your radio pastor and bible teacher dr david pinkerton and we're grateful that you've tuned in we want you to pray for one another pray for us we're praying for you and live in a celebratory mood every day i'm going to preach a message before long Where I'm filling in this this weekend, I'm going to preach a message before long on how to live Christmas 365 days a year, and we should all be doing that, okay? So listen, I know it's coming up, but Merry Christmas. We want to get this started. Tell everybody Merry Christmas. Say it around. Say it in public. Say it at the store. Merry Christmas, folks, from the Pinkerton family to you, and Dorenda and I are looking forward here real quick in the coming weeks to our son, Brett, out in Buffalo, coming back home to be with us for Christmas. We love you. We pray for you. Support WXAN Radio prayerfully and financially. And give, folks, you'll never out-give God to this wonderful ministry. And keep it going forward. That's winning souls, exalting Christ, and standing firm upon the Word of God, the Bible, without apology in these days and times. God bless every one of you. Have a wonderful Saturday. Jesus is wonderful. Yes, He's finally here, Emmanuel.